Hello and welcome once again to the M4 Project. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I am Morgan Davidson. What you got this week, buddy? Um, I'm wondering if you've done something that you thought was going to be great. You're like, I can do that. And then you've instantly regretted it. I've done so many things like that in my life. Can you think of some funny examples for uh, me? Funny examples. Did Mike, you got anything? I'm trying I to mean, think. It, it'll be a lot more funny if you were there watching it in a funniest home videos kind of way. But it's like the 10 year old going for the jump with his bike landing on his head and just being winded thinking he's going to die. Yeah. That, and then you're usually saying, oh, I think, actually, I remember I remember crashing my bike. I'll never forget this story. Sorry. This wasn't the actually one I was going to tell, but you've just reminded <laughs> me of something. I was riding motorbikes back as a kid, and my dad always tells me I'll never forget this story. I was cruising on this dirt road, and I heard, and, oh, Morgan's fallen off. Next thing you know, Morgan appears, who's run down to the dairy by this stage, a good 300 meters away, and is running down going, Dad! Dad, I've broken my back! Dad, I've broken my back! And he's like, son, you have not broken your back. You're currently running. You're currently running at me. (laughs) Sorry, have I given you enough time to think of something now? Uh, Yeah, like, I've done definitely that sort of stupid shit. uh, Being a kid, running around like, this is going to be great. Bro, because i got two older brothers, so we're always hitting each other with shit. And we were sword fighting with... I had a plastic baseball bat and my brother had a foam baseball bat with a steel pipe center you know it's yep. for actual yep. like backyard thing yeah and we were going to sword fight and he swung and i blocked as you can imagine the plastic folded and i got hit in the side of the head with a metal <laughs> cord bat lovely nice lovely nice mikey don't really have much nothing i wasn't much of a really much of a risk taking have you ever eaten anything and regretting it constant uh, like anything to do with <laughs> peanuts as, no, That's how I made a handful of peanuts. Well, yeah, no, it's not no. funny. It's, it's not, not funny. No, it's funny. It's not everybody really funny. else. No, it's, <laughs> it's just yeah. Just, Have you ever yeah, eaten it something? Was, it was yeah. a pizza, or I didn't know what the flavor was because I don't eat peanuts. So I don't really know what they taste like. Per se, <laughs> so it's a it's a pizza, and I'm eating. I'm like, hey, that's not that's not bad. That's all right. What is that? Oh wait, oh I know this feeling. That was peanuts, wasn't it? Hey Matt, is this sauteed chicken? It's like, yeah, it is. Awesome. I'll be back later. <laughs> <laughs> and just had to force myself to vomit in the bathroom. Yeah. Lovely. Good times. <laughs> it was great because he was enjoying it. Like, it's like, mm, this is so yeah. good. This is a new flavor. It's a flavor. When we worked together at this uh, uh, superannuation company, <laughs> and we're having a little pizza bite, num, 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 num. I was like, oh, that's. And they had like the crust pizzas. Like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. mate. This is new when crust had first come out. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. so they got big chunks of peanuts. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it was like a creamy sauce. It was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, having a slice of that, having a slice of this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that uh, Mongolian beef one's good. That's good. And Mike's like, this is really nice. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good. Eh? I'll, I'll have to get this stuff. He's like, no, it's. I just I don't know what the flavor. Oh, and I there's a facey pulls and it's like, oh, it's like it's because dude, it's, you're eating. I, I, don't, I don't get anaphylaxis. Like I go ahead and die. It's just that I I get really ill. Yeah, and I always get this real this this specific tickling in my throat when I've eaten something with peanuts in it. I'm like, I know this feeling. Yeah, the 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 sudden change in your face. <laughs> you're like smiling, like. Mm. This is some good pizza. And then it's just immediate cut to... Wah, wah, <laughs> this is some bad pizza. I'm going to be vomiting. It's going to be a bad day today. Yeah. Again, I'm like you guys. The things I, I might mine are usually like, I can jump this. I can eat that. But the big one that I'll always remember, and a lot of guys will have been through this as well, is um, the decision to try and masturbate in the shower and I have chosen soap as the lube. 
Have oh, you bought? Good you, God! You guys have been there then. I have not. Oh, you haven't. You have. You have. <laughs> I use like one of those really potent body washes. Oh, yes, I really did use a body wash to rub one out. Did it burn? Yes, like Satan himself had grabbed hold and committed the sin himself. That said, getting down in dirty solo style has never left me feeling quite so clean. And my nether snare smelled better. Though I imagine it could be a concern for other parties if my bits smell a bit like a post-PE high school change room. Now, for those not in the know, so being oh, Mikey, yeah. um, it starts off well enough. You're like, oh, this is slippery, this is fun, this feels good. Then, ah! Ah! It burns! It burns! When the soap enters your pee hole, it burns like oh. the burn, like napalm in hell. It burns oh, like God. the top end of the Scoville scale, like an asshole on the fifth day of gastro. Oh. Don't yeah. ever try it. It is not worth it. It no. will not make you orgasm afterwards. It will leave you sobbing in the fetal position and thinking about how useless you are. So that's the same. Um, but other than that, nothing like it. No, I, I, I would What's say... Going to oh, don't. For science, <laughs> you look at it going, huh, okay, that's going to be it's slippery. No. No. I would say, for science... No more tears says no more tears if it goes in your eyes. Does it count? <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I demand you report See, back to us. And the thing is, no, no, Matthew. I'm not I Googled it. it as well when I was writing that. I Googled it. I was like, why does it hurt so? I couldn't, I couldn't find an exact reason. I'm guessing it's some sort of alkaline thing going in somewhere where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. But think about all the other lubes of things that you can use and they're, they're mm. fine. But no. Soapy lube? I think those are used because they're like water based, whereas I think those soaps are burning based. <laughs> yeah, but like I've used olive oil before and that doesn't burn. <laughs> what? Well, he was over oh, Popeye's shit. house. Yeah, no, fair enough. Oh, I was dating an Italian chick. Anywho, we're a movie podcast. This week's film was Rubber from 2010. Mike Pick. Yes. Thriller. Um. Comedy horror thriller. Comedy horror thriller. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, no, oh, it's definitely thrill. Oh, it's a thrill uh. ride from start to finish. You never know what's going to happen. Is a head going to explode, or is this guy's head going to explode, or is it going to be a bird that's going to explode? This movie is about a sentient tire that comes to life. <laughs> it wakes up in the desert, discovers it's alive now. Shortly after, discovers that it has psionic, psychic powers that it can use to. Uh, kill or destroy anything it, it really wants it decides to. to shimmer itself out shimmer yeah. and shake so it starts starts small with just some bottles and cans as it, as it goes through the desert and then later on realises it can blow up birds and rabbits and rabbits yes what's up dog uh, until it kills a human as well the head explodes first of all let's just mention that it is a 2010 English language French independent uh, black yes. comedy film yes um, one thing I wanted to say though, uh, obviously it comes to life, blah blah blah. So it's like it powers. Alternate titles. Anyone have any alternate titles this week? I yeah. Well, I had Road Rage. <laughs> I had Tire Kinesis. Nice. I ha- had Good Year for Killing. Yoka Harm You. Good Year for Killing. And <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> That's pretty great. Michelin yeah. to Kill. Nice. Oh. Nice. I, I try to work in something to do with Monty Python. <laughs> the Killer Rabbit. Well, no, I was going to... The way it killed a rabbit. (laughs) Well, that and just the the movie, this the way the movie happened in general. Like the whole... Yeah, it was odd. It was odd. Anyways, so like you said, the film starts... uh, 
basically it starts with this sort of man looking rather disheveled holding a heap of binoculars in the Californian desert pans out show a road covered in chairs a car then proceeds to drive up and purposefully hits every single chair that is there it stops a sheriff hops out at the boot of the vehicle grabs a glass of water from the driver and starts to lecture the viewers um, being us at home and as a shot pans out a group of people standing around the road gather to watch this film the ch- the sheriff whose name is revealed to be Chad points out that many moments in cinema happen for no reason uh, that life is full of no reason and this film presumably a due reference to both the film that we're watching and the film that the people who have gathered around to watch um, at rubber itself is a homage to no reason and what a homage it is because it is batshit out of this fucking world <laughs> The film begins with this speech about how it all is about no reason, then quickly moves on. I read a little bit that the director was not interested in explaining how the tyre came to life, um, mm. although he knew um, such a setup uh, would be expected. expected. That's why this this speech was done at the start. Um, the accountant that was there with the binoculars, he hands them all off and he rides off on a bicycle. The spectators start to look for the binoculars and then they're waiting for this film to start and so it does a tire named robert suddenly comes to life at first it learns how to stand up what's the deal with airplane peanuts uh, then had a roll comes across some objects as mikey said it, it crushes a few it, it learns it can't crush some and then it blows it up using its psychic wobbly powers and that's when it comes across this glass bottle it does that uh moves on to rabbits moves on to other things like that then it sees this woman driving down the road Attempts to use her, his powers on her, um, but he can only make the, the car sort of stall. A truck comes by as the tyre starting to menacingly roll its way down to this stalled car. Uh, hits the tyre, he flies off, the car starts, the woman's got no idea what's, what's actually been causing the car to stop, and she drives off. And then he slowly starts to make his way down, like we saw in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah creepingly towards the town in the direction where the girl has went. Um, there, there's sort of two plot lines going on in this movie, though. Yeah. And now, with my newfound skills in sound design, I shall make it appear as though someone comes into the room and gets a glass of water. Uh, the first being the inanimate object, um, and the other being sort of what we're watching, but what yeah. the people are also watching. At the yeah, same it's time. It's a story within a story thing and also the interactions of that story between the story that's in the story. It's fun. It's, it's strange. It's <laughs> the, kind of bizarre. What would you say the core thread of the movie is? It's That's what I was trying to... I was like... I, I would say... The actual tyre? Watching the, what the tyre is doing is the core thread? No, I would, I would say the core thread is actually like a half step back from that. It's yeah. actually just a story about the nature of cinema and the nature of stories in, in total. Uh, so it's not necessarily about the tie. The tie is just a suitable uh, point of focus, and it's actually just a movie about movies. <laughs> Getting very deep, very meta. <laughs> Absolutely. I predict that Morgan will give up on a thought in ten seconds' time. Well, I, I saw everything that was happening there seemed like a bit of a uh, literal distraction for the audience, um, who they sort of exist in this film through the actual participants you watch. In the film, you see with people with the binoculars and yourself watching the movie. The distraction. Ah, uh, fuck it. Going to characters. Yep, characters, actors, and their well, that's, performance. That's pretty much a good yeah. straight loaded. We can talk about it a bit more just to yeah. Yeah, yeah. go over it. I felt it was important to have. Yeah, I was going to get to that because it's more. If you watch the trailer, it has none Nothing. of any of that no. in it. Like, I was completely blindsided by the fact that half the movie was watching the audience watch the movie. Yeah. That was completely out of left field. Like, 
Because, like I said, until until he starts rolling down the road, that's when the movie starts. That's your introduction of you. Yeah, and then it goes. Yeah. And this is what happens. One, one thing I like to go is one thing I really enjoyed was that the cop got out of the boot of the car. car. Yeah. yeah, like he actually, I'm not sure if you mentioned. Well, that they, yeah, they also hit did, every sure. chair. Every chair. I don't that was know. why were the chairs there as well? Why did he grab a glass of water? No only reason. To pour only to it out. No reason. <laughs> exactly, and that's the, this whole speech. Yeah. The speech of no reason. That's yeah. what it's like. Preparing you. You're about to watch a movie about a killer tire. Why? No reason. Although I did find that probably to be one of the only funny parts in the oh, I think there was a few. There was a few for me, but I thought it was just funny because it was so stupid. That's true. Morgan's Thought 2. Revenge of the Abandoned Thought. The people looking through the field glasses watching the tire is, for them, a distraction from the story that the sort of the sheriff has a malicious personality and he basically is the antagonist of this yeah. story. Um, he's attempting to bring some things into play so he can just go home yeah because he is uh uh essentially almost a multi-dimensional character like he exists both within the the story story and the story within the story story. yeah and also within our world because he also directly addresses us the actual audience through the other audience multiple times Mm. breaks the fourth wall yeah a lot um characters actors and their performance starting with i think the main character the film, excuse me, Robert, Robert the Tire, playing Robert the Tire. <laughs> Although I think in the, if we're going to do, can we just real quickly go to credits? If you go to down to, it says gone, Roger in that one. I think. You go see full cast. Scroll right to the bottom. It's actually Good Good Year playing Robert. <laughs> in a lot of other ones, though, I've seen it mentioned just as Robert the Tire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one in IMDb it says Good, good Year. year. We'll go well. with Good Year. Um, <laughs> great acting in a mute role. Um, <laughs> I did like they make the tire snore yeah. um, and breathe at some points in the way he wobbled when he got his power. Yeah. It actually had the tire had personality. Oh yeah, definitely. For an inanimate object, they've done yeah, very well. Like it, you could tell that he was obsessed with this woman because he wanted to kill her. Yeah, like he but was did like, he know, did he want to kill her to start off? I'm quite certain because he blew up everything else in the path, and then she was the one that quite literally got away. And he was like, "No, I have to." Finish but then he this. no, no, then he sort of he had an opportunity. He watched her in the shower, mm-hmm. and then he just. Sat there and watched. It. I thought he was a little bit infatuated. With yeah, her. I think it was more of a, a like an infatuation or, or like he lets her walk past her at him at the pool as well. He watches her in the pool and she just walks yeah, past. Maybe her. it started as I want to get, but then it developed further. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. think I think initially when he tried to stop the car, he yeah. that's what he was, he was like, doing. Oh, a new target, and then he got up close and went, oh, oh, "Hello, I'm, watching the shower." And he's like, "Hello." He's like, "I'm <laughs> feeling things that I've never felt, felt before. I'm pretty new. Yeah. As far as I knew, I was just a rolling killing machine." I want Roy to go up here at once. As an object that is, you know, usually inanimate, um, he he was quite menacing in his role. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way he made use of his screen time was masterful. As I've said, a mute role, um, so his his emotions had to come across with the way he looked and moved, and I think he nailed it. I, for one, could tell what he was thinking almost all the times. He, he was the very convincing in his role. Um, I, you could tell that he was hurt. He was a hurt character from being abandoned, probably unjustly. As I, yep. you know, look look at him. He has a lot of tread left on him. Um, you could see he has him. a lot to give. Yeah, he does. You could see malice in his grooves, the way he looked at certain people. But the tire wasn't a one-trick pony, I know. You could see mourning um, before he goes on his killing spree later in the film he, after witnessing a, a, a group of people burning a tire pile. You could see, see he clearly had feelings of affection for Sheila. And to be honest, who wouldn't? She was a French beauty. You know, I, want, I wanted... I'm glad you could see that it says good here because I wanted to give a tire company some, some cred. Um, but when I was looking, I couldn't find anything. I was very upset. Like, I think it mentions in, in it he was an unbranded tire. Yeah, possibly um, unbranded. Possibly unbranded. 
Um, I hope to see more from Robert in the future. Yeah, <laughs> from Goodyear in the future. Goodyear, of Goodyear. Goodyear playing Robert. I heard he might be playing uh, Schwarzenegger's son in the next Predator film. Really? Yeah. That's all. That's the rumor mill, anyway. Well, I heard he um, he has possibly had a role in uh, the remake of Titanic, <laughs> where he actually plays one of like, the salvation, like the the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, oh. the things they chuck out to save you. They're just oh, going to paint him cool. white and red. It's Ooh, a bit touchy because it's yeah. white blackface, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, it's. I mean, that I, I feel like in this day and age, couldn't you just cast an actual life life boy or whatever it's called? What is it called? A life, life preserver. Life preserver. Oh, that's that. what you put on. That's I'm pretty sure they're just called a life wheel. A life, life wheel. wheel. Yeah, <laughs> life wheel. I didn't make that up. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, I, has I he been in anything else? No, I don't think he has. Let's just click on the. I other. thought I saw him. He looked very familiar to something no. from Days of Thunder. Um, the character, you know, Goodyear playing Robert. <laughs> It looks like he's only been in this thus far. Okay. Which is, um, I'm pretty surprised because I'm pretty sure he did some of the lighting work as well. It's a small production. Yeah, okay. <coughs> he's one of those indie actors. Yeah, does a little bit of everything. And that wins the award for our longest, most unnecessary bit. Also, I know Show Me The Money comes from a different Tom Cruise film, not Days of Thunder. Everyone knows it's Mission Impossible too. Stephen Spinella as Lieutenant Chad Ballard, the sheriff we meet at the start. Uh, as Maddie just said before, he's both sort of inside and outside the main plot. Uh, to, to the point where he addresses the audience at the start, says, you're going to watch this thing, just watch it. It has no reason, no cause, just watch it. Then he goes in and it's revealed he's within the story as well, as is a few of the other people they, they were sort of introduced to, except for the fact that Spinella is aware that he's, he's in a, the movie. Uh and he's trying to get out of it as quick as he can. He just kind of wants to go home to a point where things start to fall apart. His plans fall apart and he has to continue the film, even though it's he's... like, fuck's sake. He's like, no, seriously, guys, we can all go home. And all these officers are going, what are you talking about? Like, shoot been, me. Someone's been killed. So he gets shot. And he's like, see, it doesn't hurt at all. And then the accountant comes up and goes, no, actually, there's still people watching. You need to keep going. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, so he was, effectively, he was like narrating the action and sometimes commenting on it. Like you said, from from inside and outside, the character himself though, is a complete and utter nutter. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that adds to the bizarreness of this film. Um, yes. Like you said, he gets his one of his offers to shoot him twice. He doesn't flinch because this world is not real. This is where I got a little bit lost in the movie, in a good way. But I got lost nonetheless. Nevertheless, um, he has most of the dialogue in the movie, um, yeah. and he did quite well with that. Uh, his character itself reminded me a little bit of Johnny Depp's Raul Duke from uh, Fearing Loathing, but with yep. far less drug abuse. Um, his know? random <laughs> rants um, to both the characters and the, the viewing audience at home, um, they were definitely some of the strongest yeah. in, in the movie. Yeah, because he had to do both I'm the sheriff of this town sort of thing early in the in the film and be like, yeah, I'm the sheriff, I'm investigating the murders of this tire and... Oh, sweet. No, seriously, everyone, we're all fake. We can yep, go home, home. now. Mocky? Just, it, if all of the audience had have died through the plot of the sheriff, would, say, the maid have still been dead? Or would... I think that's the point. That's yeah. The, yeah. The, the movie would end, and so that's the veneer of their world would have been pulled back, and that all would have been pulled back into the world of it was a movie. Yes. Yeah. So what didn't make sense to me was when he thought it wasn't, 
Okay, How come can, he was still able to survive the bullets? Yes, and it didn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. Or I was like happy for him. Okay, he believes it's over, so it's fine. It doesn't hurt him. But as soon as he found out, he should have one started to die or been in agony. That's yeah. what I expect. That's where I got lost. I was no. like, I can no. sort of see where it's going, but no. I, I think uh, it's because he was one of the characters who's already aware of oh, his okay. movie. So throughout, it, that's why it doesn't affect, affect him. him. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the other ones are who actively have, in uh, it, who are actively in it and think that they're police officers and they're in this moment where there's a killer tire. So if they get their head exploded, they're dead, dead. until cuts called. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So because he's this character who's friggin above it, above it all. He, doesn't, doesn't, affect doesn't affect him. him. Yeah, okay. Um, Jack Plotnick as the accountant, he was a very odd little character. He reminded me of Igor. Yeah. Uh, he's in that mold way. He refers to, I'm guessing, the sheriff as master. Yeah. Um, he was clearly very dim-witted, uh, leading to his own death. And you could tell he was an accountant because he was awkward as fuck. Yeah. And, and as we know, Byron. they all are. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did like him. Uh, he reminded me almost of... The Dark Knight trilogy, Scarecrow. Yeah, a bit that it's just in little ways. He he was quiet spoken but menacing at times. Mm. And there was also this weird little moment where he's polishing his shoes and he's trying to ch- check out in the mirror how it looks by putting them on his hands and walking <laughs> across the dresser. He's changing angles slightly and making sure he's polished all the angles. Odd character. He did, a, he did a pretty decent death scene for as overplayed as it was. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was a little bit overplayed, but, but I think yeah. that's kind of the point. It was yeah. kind of meant to be. Um, we had uh, Roxanne Mesquita. I'm gonna. That's my attempt, and I'll stick with it. Yeah. As Sheila, basically a character just sort of to keep the plot rolling. Mm. Um, uh, hey, what yeah, rolling? Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picking up what you're putting down. Um, moving on from here, uh, the other only other real person was Wings Horser as Mister Watchorn. He's the man in the wheelchair. His character is in some way vital to the way the movie is sort of going um because it's not going the way the sheriff has planned yeah. it to go um he refuses to eat poison food and thus the movie can't go yeah away yeah. <laughs> the movie can't, can't end because he's end. still watching yeah and they've got to give him a conclusion he, he wants to him. see the show he wants yeah. to see the show finished but back on uh, uh roxanne mesquita before we get too far great performance very very few lines she's very much just the sort of silent love interest for the vast majority of her performance but then she plays a active role in active it. role and in it. it's a little bit but she's also quite good at being i have no idea what what's what going I'm, on yeah, yeah but i'm doing these things because the sheriff told, told me, me to do, do these it. things and when she was originally on the phone uh towards the start of the movie i didn't pick up an accent at all i did i, I did i didn't yeah. and then i was like hang on is this that's why i had a double tape I was like is this the same girl yeah or yeah. they got someone like who looks, looks like her to, to voice, to her, voice her, yeah, to I was voice confused. the mannequin that's over. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, I did notice when because uh, the way she said like, uh, "All right, mother," it's like, "All right, I've, I have to stay here and I'll sleep." All right, bye. I was like, "Okay, yeah, French." Any other characters you wanted to mention? I don't think there was really any. No, they're no. all sort of tiny, just person device. one, person two. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, the general, uh, the the viewing audience with. The um, binoculars, they were quite funny to listen bicker between themselves. They all had some some nice yeah. little lines in between themselves. But and they were, they were also, for the very few lines they had, they were all sort of very clear-cut what their character was. Like, oh, yeah. right, these two guys are the film buffs. These are just two teens who were coming along because they had... They had Nothing else to do. A dad and his son, uh, an African-American lady who's there trying to enjoy the movie, and the cranky old veteran who just sort of wants everyone to shut up enough so he can watch his damn show that's it then yeah. looks and tone looks and tone i will say that 
uh, it is an incredibly short focus yes. throughout the film. Yeah. Like very focus. small component of the screen is ever ever in focus. So things as the tires rolling around the desert, like the grass that he was standing in front of, will be the thing that's in focus, and he's out of focus out in the background, or as he wills and models and does his telekinetic uh, things, very small portion of him will actually be in focus. focus. Part yeah. of that is also because of when they had to move the tire, yeah. they wanted to be able to move it without True. having to then edit the arms. Out. No, there's True. no arms. It was remote control. That's yeah. What I, yeah, that's what I mean. But there would have been some of the shots uh, where some, they had some the camera directly yeah, on top of the Yeah, some of the close shots were that. But throughout, throughout the film, it was a pretty consistent way that it was shot. It was very, very flat. Like, the subject is in focus or a portion of the environment's in focus and everything else is out of, out of focus and, and very sort of washed out. The, the sort of the looks of how they got it to move by itself was, yeah. was quite, mm. was pretty good. Um, I read another little thing from the director that was <clears throat> talking about like due to the inherent emptiness yes, of the tyre, making a remote control tyre is, is pretty yeah. difficult because uh, you can't really hide the mechanisms that are sort of inside. Yeah. It's like when you've got a, like a rim on it, you can do that, but being an empty tyre, yeah. you're kind of like a bit stuck. So I think they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, much better than some CGI shit that you, that you see. It would have, it would have really lessened it if it, yeah. they had have just CGI'd a yeah. tire in. the, the yeah. practical effects were extremely well done and the fact that they utilised not just uh, the practical effects but used the tire as an object to frame scenes like yes. shooting through, through the its tire. gap and yeah. it's like that's its target and then it'll turn you've got the back of it and it rolls forwards and you're like well we know where it's going it's going to go kill that damn crow Hi I'm Brandon Lee I think the location as well works for this type of movie in that sort of desert with the a lot of things but a lot of nothing at the same time and great for um, the sound effects as Mm -hmm. well Um, because you know they use silence well Mm -hmm. but they also the sound that a tire makes on gravel he Mm -hmm. kind of surfaced just adds adds to what this movie is yeah it was this the the slow roll of a tire through dirt was its jaws thing yeah exactly right i thought there was a lot of scenes that were a nice little like just a couple couple of touches there Mm. that were also shot really well the motel scene reminds me of the bates um hotel from from psycho slightly just the way it was sort of sort of set out and for a movie that sort of dedicated itself to meaningless uh it was funny yes but Nearly every single shot had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it talked about how it's a, a, a you know an ode to to no reason, yeah. but it, everything in it Purse, sort of it was had purposeful. a purposeful yeah. reason. Absolutely, like I, was, I would say that it hasn't got a lot of fat on it. It's not a film that I could cut down too much. Uh, it yeah, definitely the, did the did the art housey thing where it's got yeah. long holding shots of seeming nothingness, but that's to set a tone and to to sort of set a place and a feeling. So it makes sense that you have this long shot of a desert and then eventually a tyre starts to wobble and get up out of the dirt. I did feel like at times they it did go, felt like it got, went on a little bit too long even for what it was trying to do. And then the, the runtime of the movie is only an hour and 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I almost feel like it was a, we've got to tack a couple of extra minutes on. Maybe maybe a bit too short. Yeah, over time we can maybe put a little bit extra time, especially near the the ending ending few scenes. Yeah, it did seem like yeah. Actually, the the actual end went on for a bit, going and going and going. Yeah. See, I'm usually the opposite in that I'm like, oh, I wish you had a cut some on top of this. I I didn't really mind those little bit little bit extras, with the exception of the very end scene, because, like I said, um, 
most of the scenes sort of try and fix you in this world of a killer tire um, or they're forcibly removing you out of it yeah. um, as we sort of re- repeatedly return back to this audience that are stuck in the desert with no food no waters prey to the murderous cast member <laughs> or possibly character who fucking knows um, it never really gets cleared up but everything was done with some sort of reason yeah. which is why I didn't mind the, mm. the okay. but uh, almost to the opposite way as well and it's one of the reasons I didn't Thinking about it, I don't mind the way that it ended, and I don't mind some of those longer scenes where it just felt like it went on a little bit too long. Why is it going so long? No reason, reason. Exactly. which is the entire theme yep, of the yep, film. That's true. Yeah. I thought you know the choice to give the tire emotions was brilliant. Um, I read a review, and I can't put it any better than the way the rever- the review worded it. Um, and the reviewer said. Uh, an object that can fulfill the emotive needs of a film yet has remarkably little capacity to emote. Consider that all this thing can do is roll forward, roll backwards, fall over, stand up, and vibrate its sides. That's the sum total of five things that you can ask your star to do for you on screen. But that was enough to get across yep. what it needed to do. Yep. And that's not talking shit in the sense that, okay, we're talking about how great the tire actor was. They had a main character that was a fucking tire. And they managed to emote it, yeah. which is and amazing. You, you understood yeah. its purpose. And you understood what its intentions were. Yeah. And it was a tire. And it was a tire. <laughs> an empty one at that. Yeah, an empty one. And it didn't... It had no soul. Yeah, it had no soul. And it didn't... And they didn't rely on any, like, bloody inner monologue or anything. It was no. literally just the actions of the tire within this world. What do we think overall? I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the absurdist comedy. I liked the little bit of gore that it had, you mm. know... Uh, um, like I said before, I was a little bit upset that Mike picked it um, <laughs> as I was going to choose it probably almost next. But, you know, that's good. At least I was like, yay, movie I'm going to really, really enjoy because uh, I was I was up for it. I think the director provided us with a bit of some great cinematography for, for what he chose to put in. Like we said, the establishing shots that sort of lingered, but they were vivid at the same time, off-frame close-ups. The script was fairly tightly written to like you said, have yeah. no real fat on it. And they just didn't try to do too much, but I did like the what-the-fuck moments as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mikey? As I said, I was pretty blindsided by the fact that it was uh, very art housey, which I didn't really mind so much is in that, I don't know, it was still very interesting watch. had a lot of interesting concepts in it, but I didn't get quite enough murderous tire from my liking. <laughs> yeah, um, could have been more. It was because it was, I originally watched the trailer. I, I've, I found it, read about it a bit, watched the trailer and thought, Holy shit, it's a psychic tire blowing people up. This is amazing. Let's go and watch this right now. Why am I not watching it right now? And then it, it sort of turned out that half the movie was just people looking through binoculars. And it was like this whole side plot thing. And I was like, man, that's... that's. I mean, I know what you're trying to do. Especially yeah. when um, he went on a massacre, but they didn't show any of him going on the massacre. Just yeah. lots of bodies lying in streets. I think that might have led a bit to the fact that every single time he killed someone, it was the same. He just yeah. literally sat there wobbled a bit and yeah, their head blew get, up. Yeah, that makes but sense. But you could have done it in funny moments, I suppose. Yeah, like you could have you could create yeah. moments for him to do it in that are funny. Yeah. But, because the killings. But then again, I think yeah. it would be a lot less lean than it is because you're sitting there trying to, out, trying to manufacture these moments where it's like, look, it's slightly different. Whereas yeah. you can sit there and even if it was just a montage, it'd be a whole bunch of the same. This way, the plot continued we understood what happened there's piles well not piles of but bodies strewn across streets and but then again what you say that though but it also then panned across all those bodies yeah well so we have to continue the story and establish that he's been on a spree yes but you could have also just shown him being on the spree and not have to do the panning shot at the end 
Yeah, but if you with the panning shot, you sit there and go, bodies, 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 and it's in different locations. If you sit there and have a montage shot, bang, 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 it's, it changes the tone. It becomes this sort of upper level sort of thing, this higher rate. Whereas this was a lot more subtle and a lot slower of just there's bodies, well, even more just like bodies. like having like just the headless thing drop and then just him just rolling away. Sure. Rather than just like panning shots, I just have like some of those as I don't know. But essentially what it is, is I kind of felt like I got a bit bait and switch from the trailer and I wasn't quite expecting so much. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. But you also have to remember is in a lot of cases, and I think this film got actually some distribution, trailers aren't always cut by the filmmaker. Yeah, true. So if you're going to try and sell people on a film about a killer tire, which parts do you put into the You trailer? thought you were going into something like Frogtown, where they were in yeah. a town called Frogtown, yeah. Yeah. but kind you of. ended up in Paranoia, <laughs> which wasn't really. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, I didn't. I, I don't put it. I don't put it anywhere How near. How dare you say this? I don't. I don't put it anywhere near paranoia. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not saying oh, that. No, no, it's, it's just it's what, what you were. Like, what you were going for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different to what you, I expected. You it wasn't bad. A frog town, and you got yeah, not as paranoid. Yeah. You were slightly on edge. I was a little bit oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean overall, yeah, no, it was. It, it made a point that it had no point, um, and it executed that well. So I mean, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I enjoyed it as well for all the reasons above. <laughs> On to the final Yeah, I part. did enjoy it. Don't anyone think that because I referred to paranoia that this is <laughs> any way in the league of paranoia is definitely very far above that. Paranoia reference of the week. Oh, new soundbite. Thank you. <laughs> uh, would we recommend it? Morgan. Yeah, of course. Definitely. I like I, absurdist. I, I like well. r- the ridiculousness of it. Very up my alley. Miguel. Yes, I've already refer- I've already recommended it to some people at work because I said this is what I'm watching, and they said, "What?" I said, "Just, just watch it. Just, 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 just watch it. It's okay." Um, so yes, although it is it is it is an absurdist art house film. So if that sounds like shitting out your colon to you, probably avoid it. I don't remember eating any punctuation. All right. And on that mystical, magical note, we will grab some beers and let you go watch a movie, and then we'll come back with some spoilers, even though I'm pretty sure we've pretty much covered what's going to happen anyway. Oh, beers? Yeah, you'll have a fair bit of editing to do on this one. Yeah. <laughs> During the break for spoilers, we usually have a quick conversation about random stuff before getting back onto the business of the movie. We got onto the subject of flashlights for some reason, and Morgan and I were showing Mike pictures of the various varieties available, such as the Navi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> no, but why? Because... People are weird. Just go to Flashlight. But why? Because people... Yeah. No, Flashlight.com. Yeah, if, if that's what you're into. But, no, because all, all we, we, love, we live in a consumer go society, to, Mike. If you um, desire something, it can be flashlight, made for Flashlight Toys. Flashlight FL Toys. And then go to Freaks. Uh, where are you? Freaks. <laughs> Bigfoot. What? Bigfoot lady. Keep going down. Keep going down. What? There you the- go. Predator. What? Look at the internal shapes, Mike. That. Okay, that HR Geiger would fucking love that. There are some decent looking ones. Though. I was like, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think I'll put yeah. a shot on. Although, yeah. that's free. That costs you 120 bucks. Plus delivery. Yeah, but it can go... It's dishwasher safe, Mike. You can use it again and again and again and again and again and again. I could not think of anything worse than that thing being in with my dinner plates. Oh, mate. When we were living together, I was considering buying a butt plug and just putting it in there one day. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. And now for actual spoilers. 
Welcome back to the M4 podcast. We're going to do spoilers for Rubber Mike. Um, yeah, I'd say probably the funniest part in the entire movie was right at the end. Uh, I think we all know what I'm talking about. When the old fella that's in the wheelchair, uh, I believe it is, shouts out the phrase, It's not the end! He's been reincarnated as a tricycle! God, that was funny. Yeah, okay, so we'll go right towards the end of the film. Uh, <laughs> the tire's been on its killing spree. It saw a tire fire, decided, fuck it, I'm going to kill everything. Uh, they track it down to a house. Uh, they put a mannequin on the front doorstep that's dressed like uh, oh, Sheila. Sheila with a speaker and dynamite. Uh, they're over in a van getting Sheila to speak into the microphone and so the, the mannequin is sounding like her and their plan You is, know you want me, you tire. You, you damn stupid, you're a piece of rubber shit. shit. Rubber shit. Blow uh, me up. Blow me up. Blow my up. head up. Yeah, and... <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I and blow your that, head. That up. scene continues on for a, it's one of those scenes that go to mannequins. <laughs> All new mannequin flashlights now with less flexibility. The scene continues on for too long, and eventually, to the point where, right where I was about to say, okay, this is going on too long, you hear a knock on the van. That op- the sheriff opens the van, and there's the wheelchair uh, audience member going, "This has gone on too long. Um, can you just go in and go and blow?" It's like, well, no, no, no. See, what we're doing is. It's going to blow up the mannequin and the mannequin's going to explode and kill it. It's like, well, can't you just shoot it? Come on, I need I need a climax. I need a finish. There's, like, there's a little bit of conversation about how it's like, we should, we're going to do it our way. It's like, well, just, you know, give me a good ending. And I was like, Go, don't worry, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it done. Close the door. The tire blows up the mannequin head. Nothing, Nothing happens. happens. So the sheriff goes, fuck it, grabs a shotgun, goes into the house, shoots the fucking tire, brings out the remnants of it, chucks it to the wheelchair guy, who's quite upset that he didn't get a good ending. And then that's the end, apparently. But then a tricycle rolls out of the house. It's like, oh, it's been reincarnated as a tricycle. <laughs> and, then and then it blows, blows, him, up. blows him up. I'm guessing because he was holding the corpse of no, the tire, maybe? Because, or he no, was just going to blow him yeah, up. Yeah, he, he was in murder mode. At that point, he'd been killing everyone That's he encountered. He was in still in murder. He's like, yep, I can still do it. Bang. Cool. Why didn't the movie end there? Out of curiosity. Because there was a last spectator. Well, the movie did end there. It didn't, though. And well, then he then collected buddies and went on a rolling spree into the main Los Angeles For area. no reason, because the film had ended. But we were still no, watching. No reason. Yes. Well, well, the, audience, reason why. the audience within the film stopped watching, so his interaction with the characters in that world ended. But now there's an interaction so, directly between the outer what audience What they did, which is very, him. very clever, is they told you at the start... No reason. Yeah, they can yeah. literally do anything they want. Yeah. So the, the tricycle rolls off, and through this montage going down the road, starts so, to collect more tires. And sorry, more tires, no, no, no. and they end up. It's in not bad script. It was actually a really good script, and it's not bad directing. It was actually really good directing. It was purposely <laughs> like that because there's no reason. And you're like, okay. uh, yeah. but what about the no reason, no reason? No reason. They did set up pretty hard for a sequel. Oh, oh, you got it. It's I'm a horror movie. I'm ready for a triple, the triple threat rubber, just like this the tricycle going going oh. ham on Los Angeles. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. To Attack of the Killer Condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Which is coming up. That's Yeah, that's Nobody still might pick. Maybe that's oh, the tricycle okay. that It's yeah. on your list as well? Maybe that's Attack the... of the Killer Condom or Killer Condom. Attack of the No, Killer Condom. Wait, the guy's got a massive cock? No. no they make it's it... the condom that has teeth. Yeah, it? teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> get that in before you do. My maybe that's the tricycle oh, that Damien rides in the Omen. Possibly. Mm, it not. found him. Maybe it's yeah, the tricycle they, that they went. That Daniel, uh, Daniel finds at the 
hotel in uh, the Shining. That's the, the one. The Shining. The Shining. Do you want to be sued, boy? <laughs> okay, and on that misconception note, I'll call that the end of the podcast. Next, Next week's, week's pick. pick. <laughs> Next week's pick is Hedwig and the Angry Inch, chosen by our special guest, Gene.